0: Good morning, good morning, how are you? This is Brenda Shoshana, Brenda Eschen Shoshana, back with another episode for Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And actually, Zen Wisdom and your everyday life are not two separate things. Every moment, every moment presents so-called Zen Wisdom or Wisdom or clarity. Every moment comes along just as it does, offering us a moment, an experience, a teaching, a beautiful teaching. Now, now, most of the time, we don't even notice it, or we don't know how in the world to respond to it. We pause, we hesitate, we think, think, think. By the way, that's a big part of Zen practice, no hesitation, boom. If there's even a moment hesitation when you're in interview with your Zen master and you're hesitating, nope, he rings the bell, gone, no, 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 come back next time, no, 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 no hesitation. Because when you hesitate, then you're thinking, and when you just respond to it with clarity and freshness you're responding from a whole different part of yourself from your intuitive nature I mean, whatever word we want to use from from a, from your tummy from your from your feet from your bones you're just responding fully and totally and when you respond that way there's no moment for hesitation no need for hesitation you're all one. Boom. You see what's happening and the response comes. It's, it's seamless. You know, you could call a Zen life a seamless life. I love that. Not split up. No separations. No fighting against oneself and others. Not, not all torn apart, but seamless one blend one moment blends into the next organically you know i the title by the way for today's episode is is anyone home i love that title yeah, very simple is anyone home you know we go to visit a friend or we want to see somebody and we'll ring the bell or knock on the door and we might say is anyone there is anyone home Is anyone home? Is there someone to greet me? Is there someone to welcome me? Am I walking into an empty house? Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to walk into an empty house. They want to see a friend. They want to smile from the other and they want to smile to the other or a hug or a hello that comes from the bottom of the heart. Hello. Glad to see you. And, and the person really means that they're home, they're there. I remember for many, many, many years in the Zendo, always felt so greeted and welcomed when I went inside, even if nobody looked at me. A bow, a gasho, a recognition, an acceptance. You really felt. Someone was home there, and and when you walked in, it was filled with pr- pr- presence. Presence. Is anyone home? Are you home? That's a koan, but we can extrapolate from this title. Are you home when someone comes? To knock on your door, whether it's your physical door of your home or whether you greet them in another place, are you home? Are you there to really be with that person? Offer that hug or that smile or just that presence that is so badly needed. You know, I have a wonderful story I would like to tell in relationship to this which always has struck me very strongly. I love this story, and I think it's it's very important, especially today. I don't mean today, Tuesday, but I mean during these days, when so many of us are so upset by many, many things and feel so alone, like there's no one there. So here's a very interesting story. There were a bunch of men in a boat in the ocean. That's of course, a wonderful metaphor for our lives. Or, or men and women, whoever, who are all together in this boat in the ocean. And in this story, they were driving along in the ocean. Their boat was going along in the ocean. It was wavy, but not too bad. And they were able to navigate the waves. And suddenly, suddenly in the distance, they see a light and there's another boat coming at them, right directly at them. And, of course, they get very upset. You know, that boat has to move over a bit. There'll be a collision if the boat's coming right at them. (laughs) So they blink their lights, toot the horns, do whatever it is that's needed to alert the other boat. Be careful. Be careful. Here here we are. We're right here. You're going to bump right into us, collide right into us. Move over. Get out of the way. And they do everything possible. And that boat is still going forth directly toward them. And they're becoming more and more furious, angry, furious. And the captain is yelling all kinds of things. And they're all saying horrible things about the people in that boat. And what they what they're going to do to them when they get closer and what's wrong with them, they're idiots and on and on and on, working themselves up into a frenzy about how could they do this to us? Why don't they listen? Why don't they move over? Why don't they make room for us too? Interesting, so interesting. Of course, that's what we do if we feel danger coming. Start carrying on. How dare they do that and try to alert the person, get out of the way. So they, as the boat comes closer and closer and closer, they're working themselves up into such an anger and a frenzy about why nobody's listening to them and obeying their orders that the boat's gotten really close by now. And at the very last minute, the very last minute, they managed to pull out, they managed to pull out of the way, get out of the way. Not the other boat, they do, barely saving their lives. And then as they see the boat go by and want to really let that other driver have it, they look into the boat and they see there's no one in the boat. It's just on automatic, brrr, going, going, going. No one's, no one's home. No one heard them. No one heard all their hysterical raving and carrying on to get out of the way. You know, when when we're that upset and that, and of course. They were making up all these stories in their mind about what a horrible driver it was, what horrible people were in the other boat, whipping themselves into such a state that they didn't—they almost really got killed by the boat. Isn't that something? Rather than just moving out of the way themselves early on and letting the boat pass, but they now if known, this is a very interesting question and even maybe a little koan, if they had known there was nobody in the other boat it was empty. It was just driving along. It, It had just going on automatic. Would they have been so angry? There's no one there. Who are they going to be so angry at? It was just driving along like a billiard ball. One billiard ball hitting into another. They would have saved themselves all that upset, all that anger. They would have saved themselves om- almost being killed at the last moment. They would have simply gotten out of the way, just moved their boat a little bit over, and made room for the other one to pass. So, I know I think that's such a fabulously interesting story. It always has been to me because it seems to me as we look around and see so much upset with others, they did this, they didn't do that, they should have done this, I warned them, I told them, all of that stuff. And we go on and on about it, but what we don't realize is that much of the time, there's no one in the boat, there's no one home. People's behavior is like that boat, Automatic, very, very often they're not even aware, just automatically going. There's a trajectory we we are on, and the trajectory takes us where it does, where it takes us in many, many, many cases. Unless, unless there's real awareness, unless there's a person, an awareness at home, the boat will just keep going. The other person will just keep going. A fight will just keep going. So sad. So sad. A collision will very likely take place when it didn't have to, because all the other had to do is just move a little bit out of the way. Make room for that other one. The one that seems like a danger, a threat, an enemy, whatever it seems like, just make room for that to pass by in its lane. You just move out of the way. Actually, if you move out of the way earlier on, if you do not waste your precious energy in fury, anger, attacking the driver, we spend most of our lives attacking the driver of the boat when guess what? There's no driver. There's no one there to attack. So we just get lost in all these thoughts we have about whoever it is in the other relationship, whoever it is in the boat, whoever it is that's confronting us. We go on and on. But you know, we're not angry at them because they're not there. We're angry at our thoughts about them we're angry at what we're thinking about this person. Whatever comes up in our mind, all these stories that begin to erupt from within ourselves. Now, that's such a fascinating phenomenon. You know, I spent many, many, many years of my life working as a psychologist, as well as a Zen person, and um, Zen student, is the best way to say, Dharma student. And I saw this phenomena happen again and again. It's called projection. It's called transference in a therapeutic setting. And it means that it is normal and inevitable for the client to project all kinds of things on the therapist, from their own lives, from their own mind, from their own fears, from their own dreams. They, in, in traditional therapy, you don't know who the therapist is. The therapist remains almost a, a blank slate purposely to make room for these projections to come. And then when they come, when they come bubbling up, they're easy to see and to work with. It's not easy, but we can see them and we can work with them. That's one form of therapy, but whether we whether the therapist takes the role of a blank slate or whether they engage with the patient the client, which is also a good thing to do interesting thing to do either way, either way this projection goes on and on now in the therapeutic situation, it's an encased, enclosed situation, so we can see it and examine it and work with it. But out there in the ocean, when we're in a boat or in life, when we're walking along, we don't see it so clearly. The same, the same phenomena goes on. We will project everything, all our thoughts, all our fears onto that empty boat coming along. So what is Zen practice in this context? How do we handle this in this context? Well, what I love so much about Zazen and about Zen practice is that we, first of all, we just, we're home. <laughs> we spend time returning home, which means we pay attention. We're here. We, are, we, take, we bring our awareness into each moment. And we learn to not move if something comes. We, if we're not moving, jumping around, trying to change it, running away from it, we can see what's coming. It's not that we remain immovable forever, not at all, because when a boat comes, we have to get out of the way. But when we do Zazen and remain immovable, that helps us to stop this wild tossing about of the mind and the heart and the spirit. And be present. Be present to what's here so that we can, don't have to react wildly to an empty boat or to a relationship where someone's carrying on. But they're also nothing, they're also an empty boat. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're saying. They're on complete automatic like that boat was. So when, it's, so when we're not on automatic, when we're just here, and that's a very big phrase, just here, it's huge, then we're home, then we're here, then we're available to see what's really going on, protect ourselves by moving, if we're in the, that boat, a collision, just move over a little bit, and to take other beneficial action. And beyond times of collision, beyond that, it's so beautiful in a relationship to be home. Somebody knocks on your door. Is anyone home? To say, hi, yes, I'm here. I'm here. Wow. Those two words, those two words turn a life around. Rather than wanting, wanting, wanting someone else to be home so much, how about you? Can you say, I'm here and really be here for yourself, for others, for everyone? What a way to live a life. I'm here. I'm not letting my life slip away or slip by. I'm not going to collide with boats, empty boats. I'm here, and implicit in that beautiful statement, I'm here, is I'm here for everyone. I'm here for you. I'm here for me, and I'm not alone anymore, and you're not alone anymore, and none of us need to be alone anymore. Just be here, not only for yourself, but also for anyone else who happens to be knocking on your door. So I thank you so much for listening. I love, love, love doing this, and I love hearing from you. Um, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. You're most welcome to to write to me, to uh, email. I love to engage in little conversations and questions, whatever. And the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Pretty soon I'm going to have an online um, workshop based on my book Zen Play where we will work on making our lives into a Zen koan. A lot of fun. I shouldn't say work on it. We'll play with it. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful, beautiful week. Take care. Bye-bye.